I can't sit here and complain about what Jimmy has over there or Abe has over here because that's not gonna get me any closer to my goals. Be grateful for where you're at. Be grateful for what you have. If there's something that you don't have that you do want, go get it. What's up y'all, Cody Allen, and today, new Cuts hoodie, new podcast. I think I have been fortunate enough to be able to rock a different one every single episode so far. So as long as I keep sending them, I'll keep rocking them. But uh, new podcast, this one's rolling out a little bit earlier than we usually do it. I want to try to start doing, I want to start to do these more frequently. Um, the main reason is because I have a shit ton of stuff to say. Um, but something came up. Not as much something came up. It's just like something's always coming up. Um, and I just felt like it was all too relevant to just life and the way that things are rolling today. Um, first and foremost, you guys should know me. I'm Cody Allen, former athlete, wash up now, business owner. Um, I guess I've never really done like a full bio, but if you stumbled across this podcast, you probably have seen my stuff somewhere, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> fuck Facebook, uh, TikTok, the whole deal, my, one of my websites, <clears throat> nonetheless, uh, I want to talk about something that just takes me back to back when I was playing. And that is that the game of football, the game of life just isn't fair. And no matter what you do, you will never change that. And that's so fucking okay. I was watching the, uh, what was it? Oh, the Super Bowl, like everybody else, like the other 30 million people or whatever that watched it. And, uh, Jalen Ramsey first play, the first play of the second half. I mean, you guys saw it. At least I hope you did. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, massive bomb down the sideline. T. Higgins obviously P.I.'d um, Jalen Ramsey. Pulled his face mask, the whole deal, O.P.I. Ended up scoring a touchdown. <clears throat> if you watch the clip back, you'll see that as soon as Jalen got pulled down, he stood up, and it's not what he did do, but it's what he didn't do that really like caught my eye. And it's that he didn't say shit. He didn't turn to the ref like, what the hell? That's a foul. That's this. That's that. Start flailing his arms. Not so that he doesn't do that shit sometimes. But in this exact moment, the biggest stage in all of football, he was just like, you know what? That's that. I'm not going to change your mind. I can't change the situation. And I'm just going to move on and continue to play the game. Rams end, on winning the, end up winning the game. Jalen didn't have his best game of his career, but he did enough to help them win. He obviously was a massive part of why they're even in the Super Bowl. I digress a bit because this isn't about the Super Bowl talk. The whole point of this is that Jalen understood in that moment that his circumstances in that situation could not be changed a minute, not, not even at all, if he sat there and complained about it. Uh, in sports especially... We, as in everybody, likes to 
complain after a play happened, right? Didn't go their way. I like to complain. Uh, <clears throat> I have been like that before. I will now say that in retrospect and even in my flag football days now, I call it straight both sides, right? If I got fouled, I got fouled. If I, if I PI'd someone, I PI'd someone, the whole deal, right? But <clears throat> the main takeaway from this is that he almost had like a career defining moment, right? It was something that could have lost him the game. It could have swung back all the momentum. And it was the biggest state. It was a very important and crucial part of probably his entire life. Could have been at least. And what did he do? Didn't say shit. Continued to play. Right? And so the parallel to this is that in today's world, people love to complain about their situation when it's not fair. The cards that they were dealt the hand that they've been dealt in life, the hand they've been dealt in a certain situation. And I'm here to tell you that life's not fair. Life's not fair, and that's okay. The sooner that you figure out that life's not fair, and that's okay, the sooner you have the opportunity to be successful. Because sitting there and complaining about it, I promise you will not get you the long-term successful results that you want. Yeah, you can kind of like start a little fuss and start a little fire right now and maybe somebody throws you a bone because they feel bad for you, but long-term, you are crippling yourself and this victim mentality is only going to hurt you. It will only hurt you in the long-term because at the end of the day, that short-term, somebody just trying to appease you because they're like, all right, Let's shut them up for a second and let me throw them a bone for a second. That's not going to work for the entirety of your, of your life. And in fact, if you're always assuming that the world is going to bend over backwards for you or change the rules for you, or you're going to get all the calls that you want, then I'm so, I'm just sorry. You, you live in a different world than I do, than all of us do, and it is going to be a rude awakening to when you just continue to get hit down, down, down by can't catch a break, can't catch a break, can't catch a break. By doing that, by wanting the world to bend over backwards for you, you are softening yourself. You are just basically making it so that everything has to be right for you to be successful. And I will say it again, hardly ever are things just right. Hardly ever do you just have a natural given talent or ability to be successful, right? And so this just has happened far too much. Maybe I'm just old now. Maybe I think that it's just like, all right, well, like people just act this way now. Um, It's probably always been like this. Who knows? But uh, for sure, as of late, and especially with social media, it's been amplified. It's, uh, what do they say? The squeaky wheel. So one that gets the grease or some, some shit like that. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, is that you're never going to get all the calls. So how do you, how do you fix that? How do you remedy that? How do you sort of skew the game in your favor? And it's like, well, fuck, you have to be the best at playing in the worst conditions. Um, that translates over to life, right? So it is no surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that 
other people have opportunities and skill sets and just know-how that others don't, right? Some people are born more well-off than others. Some people are born with the ability to do certain things. Some people are born into better families. Some people are born into better areas. Some people are born into fame. There's people who are literally just born into fame. You're like, oh, well, my dad's David Beckham, so I'm always just going to be okay, right? And <laughs> if I wanted to sit around here and be like, fuck, man, like, if my dad was The Rock, I would never have to work a day in my life. I don't know much about The Rock personally, but I'm assuming that he wouldn't let me get away with not working a day in my life. But uh, that's something that used to irk me. I used to let it get to me. But now it's something that I'm just like, you guys, just fucking just look at this. Be grateful for where you're at. Be grateful for what you have. And for if you have, if there's something that you don't have that you do want, go get it. Because I can't sit here and complain about what Jimmy has over there or fucking Abe has over here because that's not going to get me any closer to my goals. And talking about the inequalities and, and everything, that's not going to get me anywhere closer to my goals. There's a subset of people who are, it's their passion to talk about that. And if that's your thing and if you want to talk about it and make it known and make it relevant, then do that. But don't do it with the idea that this is going to make you progress in life because it's not. And that's a harsh reality for a lot of people. I listened to um, this book called Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I've only listened to two audiobooks ever. I I've only read a handful of books ever. But uh I'm trying to get better at it. I mean that I fucking co-authored one. Uh but I listened to this book and I was like, "All right, man, like if I'm going to listen to a book, why not make it Matthew McConaughey's? McConaughey's cuz he's got that iconic fucking just Texas boy accent, one of a kind, right? And so, listened to the book, loved every piece of it. And one of my takeaways was that you you always assume that everybody's got this like rags to riches, like f- against all odds kind of story, right? If they're famous, that's what everybody loves to hear. And Matthew McConaughey, I guess I'll call him Matt. Uh, he was like, yeah, 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 like my life wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination. But when it came to acting, I kind of just, just. We'll call it lucky. We'll call it whatever you want to call it. But when I made the decision to act, I immediately fell into a monster role right out the gate. He had very quick successes. He had a lot of success very quickly in the acting business. And do we get upset at that? That sounds like something in today's day and age, people that want to be actors, like, why can't I have it like him? Like he had it so much better off or he's this, he's that. And it's like, dude, just shut the fuck up and work. But uh it was just it was it was nice to hear somebody that didn't create this elaborate like rags to riches story. In the book that I wrote, um I have struggles just like anybody else. But uh I definitely don't have the same struggles as somebody who might have grown up in a different part of the United States, right? Um especially being half black, right? Dad is black mom's white Italian. Um, and especially in the last couple of years, a lot of people have looked to me 
to be like, like I've had, I've literally had people be like, Hey Cody, what's it like growing up black in America? And I'm just like, I can tell you what it's like to grow up as Cody in America. I can't tell you what it's like to grow up black in America. Cause that's a very general and vague statement. I can't tell you what it's like to grow up white in America either. I can't tell you what it's like to grow up any other way than how I grew up because that's unique to me. The fucking best thing in the world, the best opinion to have in the world is no opinion. I don't need to have some sort of clickbaity answer to every single thing that people ask when they're like, what's it like to grow up black in America? I'm like, my situation is going to be different and experience is going to be different than somebody who grew up in Kentucky, Louisiana, Alabama, New York, Colorado, fucking any other flyover state we can think of. But, uh, I grew up in Sonoma County in California, right? I didn't grow up in LA. Didn't grow up in San Diego. Didn't grow up in Sacramento, which is where I live around now. And so I think that that is super fucking important. It kind of all ties in together, right? It all kind of ties into, it is so okay to not have an opinion because a lot of times your opinion is just based and rooted into what you think that you know. So your opinion is just that it's not fact. I can tell you what it's like to grow up as a man in America, right? But it's like, I can only tell you about my experiences being a man. I can't tell you what the whole, what every person's like to grow up or what, what every man it's like to grow up. Right. Anyway, um, that all kind of falls back into, I can't complain, you know, like we'll take it back to sports. Like if I had grown up in a bigger city where football was more of a, um, focus and people were heavily recruited. When I when I went to Sac State, I remember <clears throat> one of the coaches that recruited me was like, yeah, we don't recruit your area. I'm like, well, fuck. He's like, yeah, just like a lot of athletes don't come out of there. Is that true? Is that not true? I don't know. I mean, I'm 18, 19 years old. But I could have taken that and been like, man, like if I had grown up in, in LA, then I would have had people looking at me all over and I would have been this, would have been that, would have been this, would have been that. It's like in reality, it's like for number one, just number one, if you're good enough, they're going to find you. I'll tell you that to all young athletes out there. If you're good enough, they're going to find you. But me complaining about that doesn't do shit for anybody. It definitely doesn't help me become more successful. All it does is it's a cool story to tell at your local bar when you're 30 years old, washed up and telling people how you should have been the starting quarterback of USC but in reality, you were exactly what you thought you were going to be, which is a high school bench player. <laughs> and that's oh, and the other thing about it is that's okay. Not everybody, just like everybody doesn't need to have an opinion, not everybody needs to have this immaculate story. Everybody's trying to get this like big rags to riches like story. Not every everybody is unique, but at the same time, everybody is just living their life. And sometimes someone's life isn't that amazing. You know, it is exactly what you make it. So how did I even get here? I'm filming this at a different part. Like you could see the light coming in from my office window. That's how we've been doing this. That's, that's where I'm at right now in my life is I got a studio here, light coming in spot on my face, but (laughs) somebody has got it better than me. Right. I could complain about it or I could just 
fucking block the window. Anyway, I just think that without the distractions of worrying about what other people are doing, what other people have, what other people's situations are better off, just be out there and know that they do have it better. And in some ways, they don't have it better in other ways. Gratitude is going to get you so fucking far in life. Gratitude is going to get you far in life, not because just the things and the opportunities are going to present itself, but it's going to make you the most clear headed. That's why every one of those like um, productivity journals, I'm a big journal guy. I write down every single, all my tasks every single day. They say, start your day out with gratitude. It does a lot of things for you. Definitely puts a life into perspective. But one of the main things that it does is it, it rids any sort of anxiousness surrounded by the what ifs. It rids any anxiousness surrounded by, I, I just think that life would be so much easier if, and, and it just clears your head and it lets you realize that like, all right, I'm good because I have this. And now I can take the necessary steps to move forward with my day. And it all starts there. It starts with your day, then it moves on to your week, your month, your year. Before you know it, you're old like me, talking into a microphone with light shining through your window. So anyway, we'll wrap this one for today. Um, Thank you always, you guys, for listening. That does help a ton helps support the podcast. It helps if you guys subscribe, helps if you like, helps if you drop comments, helps if you critique me. One guy said, hey, your audio sucks. I sent the money, got this mic. So hopefully the audio doesn't suck. Um, it just, it, it, anything helps, right? Share this with someone because you are within one degree of somebody who could gain something from this. You are within one degree of somebody that could, that's overthinking something that is, just anxious, right? Anxiety is a big word in today's world, but, uh, I appreciate you guys always. If you're still listening, like subscribe, share, comment, find me on my site, the all the same handles. And if not keep buying cuts, at least.